Welcome back to episode five of the Off the Rails podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Graham, and in studio with me today, I've got someone very special, someone, you know, a lot of the community members might know, known as Yarber underscore the underscore barber. Is, is that the correct yes, Instagram tag? I got it right. Don't forget the J at the beginning. J, J. yep, yep, yep. But... Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Before we get going, I need to do a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure you guys are sharing with the hashtag, hashtag OTR podcast. That's going to get you entered in for the $50 steak and ale gift card monthly. And then make sure you guys are following, subscribing on Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever else you're watching. You can watch the video format on YouTube if you want to see what we look like, if you're into that kind of thing. Also, make sure that, um, oh, not make sure. This week's giveaway winner of Mark's Auto Detailing giveaway is... This is cheap editor Caleb. Austin Lighty, congratulations. You won the $100 detail giveaway. Good job, bro. Now let's get back to the podcast. Congratulations, whoever you were. We aren't sure exactly yet, but good job. Um, now, you said uh, you wanted to do something, too, maybe for everyone with, with Faded and everything. Yeah, I mean, if you come in a shop, you mentioned you've seen the podcast or the YouTube or Facebook or anything, I'll give you $5 off a of fade. Okay, okay. So that's that could be valuable. I mean, Absolutely. that's there's a lot of people that might be, hopefully, a lot of people that are listening, right? But we'll share this out. We'll make sure everyone gets involved. Uh, but yeah, you can get 5 bucks off a haircut, a fade at Faded. Makes sense. Um, now, we talked a little bit about Faded already, so you kind of know where we're headed with it a little bit. But uh, tell us a little bit about... Um, what got you into, you know, the the cutting hair, the barbershop stuff? Well, I'd say uh, it started back uh, maybe 2014. I got the opportunity to pick up a pair of clippers when I was uh, in the Mojave Desert in the Army. Yeah, yeah, and I knew you were you were active for how how long? Uh, five years. Okay. Yep. And uh, we were in a, we were in the National Training Center in California, and we were there for maybe 55 days and after two weeks you could use a haircut type situation so mm -hmm. i started cutting some of my uh platoon members and uh platoon sergeants and uh fellow comrades in arms and uh i think that's kind of where i found the love for it but yeah. i didn't really know it was an option for me at that point i was still dead reckoning on spending 20 years in the army mm-hmm so, I mean, and then I, I had to get my hair cut every two to three weeks. I started noticing the difference between good haircuts and bad haircuts and good services and bad services and the art of it all, essentially. So when I, when I got out, I was thinking about the pipeline. I was thinking about a couple of other things. I came into Faded with my dad, and I asked him, how do I become a barber? And they said, go to barber school. So I went to barber school. I yeah. came back. uh eight months later and told him I took a liking to it and I'm, I'm going to graduate. And they said they'll hire me and the rest is history. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was wondering how you got in with them or so it was basically after you got out of the, the military, you went to barber school. Like, are you from around this area originally? I grew up in Canton. Okay. Ed. Yeah. I work out with him. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, he told me, he told me to tell you hello when I came down. Here. Yeah. Well, he's like, my yeah, I, I'm. You should go up to Fade and, and get your haircut. I'm like, oh, I will. I'll definitely do that. And then yeah, he, uh, he's actually sent me quite a few clients, especially from the gym. He's uh, made quite a name for himself down oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's um really we met at some of Ryan's stuff. Um, specific was was it Wagon Wheel? Is that 
kind of speakeasy. Speakeasy sessions were the first one. And then wagon wheel. Yeah, you guys came. Got your sticker. I've got it hanging around here somewhere. I don't know where at yet, but <laughs> but it's around here. And uh, yeah, so from there, you know, I'm like, uh, I need to actually get back up there. I'm I'm waiting on another haircut. I need to book my appointment. I so that's why you had a hat on. Yeah, yeah, that is why I have a hat on. But uh, on top of that, now with COVID and everything, probably a lot of your clients already know. But how can they book for Faded right now? Oh, we have a Booksy app, B O O K S Y. You can find it on the app store. You can find the link on our Facebook. You can find the link on my Instagram, and it's it's a beautiful thing. You just you book the appointment whenever you want by whatever barber you want. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to book an appointment <laughs> type thing. You know? Right, and I like you know obviously I'm growing up when my mother would take me to get my hair cut, I would go to like Supercuts and where you know these chain places and eh no. Call those fast food it, 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 Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're getting. So, you know, with the first time I went to Faded, oh, I don't know who did my first haircut, but eventually I started, you know, Gordy was my guy. I'd book or I'd come in, write my name. I'd come back down here and sit here for an hour. And then I'm like, ah, it's about time. Go back up, wait about 10 more minutes and I get in. But it was, uh, yeah, I, it was, it's just a step above. I mean, I, I've, I've heard the stories about waiting three hours, four hours. I've been there. Yeah. Typically, it's like, I mean, you you wait and you get a really yeah, good, oh yeah. good haircut or... Well, and, and you can kind of... I mean, if you, if, if you were still there when you were doing the list stuff, you could get in there and you could see about, okay, they're here. Yep. Here's a, and I'd walk in, you know, I'd walk back in and they'd say, Caleb, and I'm like, I'm right here. And they say, you just got here. I'm like, yeah, I, <laughs> you don't have to sit in here, you know, but, but I, th do you like the booksy stuff better? Or do you think the, um, the, you know, the walk, you guys are still doing walk-ins, right? Yep. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays. So basically, I mean, for a brand new shop or a brand new barber, you have no clientele. So walk-ins are perfect. Once you're, you know, a regular barber, you've been doing it for a couple of years, you have clientele. So then when you can offer appointments, it's it's really just more convenient for, for everybody. You know how long you're going to be there. You know how long this is going to take. You can prep yourself for the cut if you know who it is. There's just all sorts of good things that come with appointments. And, I mean, COVID after COVID, I mean, I started the year looking at barbering and excited for my career mm -hmm. and everything. And then two months later, they're like, yeah, you can't work. Yeah. Now, did so that probably affected you a little more than the other guys as far as booking, right? You didn't, or, or was it just, were you guys so flooded with people? It didn't, it didn't matter, you know, were people just booking whoever as long as it was faded or, or at the beginning of when you guys started using Booksy, were you still trying to build out a clientele base and everything? So they started Booksy in January. Okay. So they kind of got the wrinkles removed before COVID. And then we were shut down for two weeks. We couldn't, or two months, we couldn't cut hair for two mm -hmm. months. So when we came back, the Booksy app was already introduced, and it, and we had to go to appointments anyways, per guidelines. So I mean, it it definitely took off. I think for everybody. I mean, those guys have been cutting in there for four years, man. They have a they have a great reputation in this town. Oh yeah, no, there's and you know it it speaks volumes on on those guys that. You know, even before when you had the list and you were waiting, people were waiting. You know, they didn't care. They were like, I'm getting like, this is what I want. You know, they, they know what they want and they know they're getting a quality cut. And it it really does make a difference. I remember vaguely, I, I was still a little younger. I remember vaguely when they moved in there and it was, I, all my friends were like, oh, you got to get up there. So they really did. 
they did a good job marketing it at the beginning too, which is, you know, key for basically any business getting started. But, um, outside of that, uh, what, uh, what we're in the army, you know, walk us through a little bit of that. What, uh, you know, what got you into that? Was that right after high school pretty much? And then, yeah. So basically, uh, ever since I was like four, mm. I've been putting camouflage on and I always, that's all what I always wanted to do regardless of where I was in my life. So that's what I did. And I, I mean, I spent five years, I, I went to Hawaii for three years and life will never be the same. Yeah. Is that where you were stationed at? Yeah. yeah my first, my first contract, I was stationed in Hawaii three years. I had awesome NCOs. Some of them had already been there on previous contracts, so they showed us places that the typical person would have never seen. Mm -hmm. We went surfing on Wednesdays. It, it was it was a, it was a wild time, man. I mean, three years, and it went by so fast. And I was young, and I didn't see the end. So I mean, I definitely want to go back, and I, I made some of the best friends, some of the best memories. I mean, they've all been super supportive on my journey. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I went to Fort Campbell, which is where Gordon was stationed. So when I did go in there for my haircut, okay. we started talking a little bit. And we, we, we tell people we chewed the same dirt a decade apart. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, that's cool. You got any any fun stories you remember from those days that, you know, you, you're just on the top of your head? You're like, man. Well, I was a mortarman, so I got to blow targets up all the time. Oh, like yeah. High explosive rounds from 60 millimeter to 120 millimeter cannons that shoot almost four miles i mean the technology about it i learned and everything i learned the discipline i learned i mean we had a, we had a lot of wild nights man especially <laughs> honolulu and the north shore and, and probably probably some wild women too right oh yeah but <laughs> uh, we don't want to talk don't want to go that. into that no no but yeah no i, I can imagine <laughs> i can imagine hawaii that's well, that's probably i've never been out so the farthest west I've been, I've been to Arizona. That's where I went to school for a little bit. But for some reason, while I was out there, I never went any farther west than Phoenix. I went up to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Very nice. Um, and for some reason, I, I didn't make the trip to the Grand Canyon that was like 50 miles away. And <laughs> you can always go back. Right, yeah, and that's the goal. But for some, I, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, man, why didn't I just... It's right there. You know, it's like Columbus. You just draw. <laughs> I've heard about it. I, the furthest west I've been is Colorado. I was in the Mojave, mm. uh, like I said earlier, where I learned how to cut hair. And that's that's uh, in California. There's there's nothing, nothing there. So I don't even really consider that my time out west. But I went to Colorado last summer. And, man, that place. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends that moved out there, and they, they love it. I mean, it's. You got a little bit of everything, you know, whatever, whatever you're looking for, you can pretty much find it there. So yeah. And part of my uh, time in the army, I met so many people that I can, I can say that I have a couch to sleep on in a, at least 45 different States. Yeah. Colorado is one of them. My buddy, he let me stay at his house all week and Miss daisied me around Colorado and showed me all sorts of things. And that's just the beginning, man. I mean, this is all just the beginning mm -hmm. and that's the most exciting part about it. Right. And that's, that does i was thinking about that when we were talking at yeah it was i think it was a speakeasy session you were saying you know down the road what, what's the plans for you down the road i'll let you i'll let you explain those well i mean eventually i i'm going to open up my own shop i think every barber should strive to right. open up their own shop their own 
dojo of whatever they want. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's so much fun just to think about. But I mean, with a name like Yarber the Barber, <laughs> right? I, I have to capitalize on this situation. You know what I mean? I mean, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Down and- the road, I'm gonna open up a shop. I'm gonna have your beard balms, your beard products, your shampoos, anything for the hair. I plan on renovating a camper and putting my face on the side of it and travel around and stop it. A little bit, a little bit of a traveling, yeah, traveling barbershop so kind of thing. You can see that you can see the U.S. and you can make money. I mean, as a barber, we can take vacation, and right. cut hair, yeah, and make money. And not a lot of people say that they can make money on vacation. I mean, well, and and yet when you think about it especially with with social media how it is now and everything i mean you can you can build a following as as a barber and you know it's not all word of mouth through a town now it's hey i'm online hey follow me you know and you're getting all this big following that you can you can use and then say hey we're going to be in you know, i don't know we're going to be in atlanta this week like find us here and so i think you know if that's if that is something with like the the mobile you know the the rv kind of thing yeah, they're just it's it's limitless as far it's as it's there dude limitless is a perfect word dude sky is the limit with i mean and the thing about it is it's i think it's about just finding your passion finding what you want to do and i'm blessed that i found barbering because i mean a lot of people work jobs that they don't necessarily like they might just like the money yeah Some people work jobs and they hate them and I, I, I wouldn't want to be there, you know what I mean? No, I just, so I talked to Meadowbrook kids earlier today. I was sitting right here talking to them and, I, you know, they were asking all, they're like, how much do you make a year and all this stuff? And I'm like, look, here's here's the deal. I'm like, you can go work a nine to five or whatever. And, and you know, you with doing your own thing, you can basically determine how much you want to make, where you want to make it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I try to explain to them, like, how valuable is like how valuable is your time versus do you just care about how much you're making or do you care about okay i made a little less but i was home i was able to go do this i was able to go do this right and i think that's that's a really cool thing with with the the mobile stuff is you know that's something you could do you could be in florida one week and you know cut hair for a few days or a week or whatever and then you're still you can go to the beach you know in your free time and all that um that's something i'm hoping i get to do this summer is obviously we're not gonna have a lot of school stuff so uh, i'm hoping i can go on a tour i know I, I know a few guys singers that are going on tour i'm sure you can figure out who it is but <laughs> but they're gonna be you know touring the gulf coast um per, you know throughout the summer so i'm like hey you know give me a room that's all i need you know i'll, I'll find money it's videography just... is huge especially now if you're trying to promote yourself and I mean, instagram is a perfect tool for a portfolio of any kind. And that's what I've, I mean, I try and juggle my Instagram. I didn't want to make a barber Instagram mm-hmm. because people don't necessarily care about your cuts. They, some people come to you because your personality, mm-hmm. some people come to you because you're a cool guy, you're their friend, whatever. Right. So I wanted I wanted a mix of my talent and my life. And yeah. now, now I can take my Instagram and take it to any barbershop and say, right. this are is- you hiring? This is how I cut. Is it good enough? Do you like it? Yes, no? Okay. Yeah, versus like, hey, I'm this guy at Faded. Here's my, it's, I'm me, you know, and, and that is big. That's why I, uh, I kind of wanted to start doing this is because I feel like, you know, obviously we do a lot with the schools, but I feel like it just became, they're just this company that does video. I was like, 
really I'm the only one that is, you know, I've got Ethan that helps me a lot, but like, we're just two people, you know, it's not this giant thing where it's like, oh, they just make videos and all they see is the end product where it's like this, I want to be more personable, bring people in from the community, talk to them, you know, and kind of get, get that like one-on-one -on -one with people, but then also the people watching are able to see, oh, they have personalities. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not just a system or something that's posting stuff. So. We're all humans, you know. Right. And that even, that goes to a lot of people. I mean, there's big, big companies that I'm sure, you know, these guys in charge are like, man, I just wish, wish people would just see me as me, you know, or whatever it is. Yes, sir. And, and so I think it's important, um, especially I like the way you're doing it is, is building out a brand that's, that's you. And you got me in there. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm signing up for you. And so, so, and that was just, you know, you'd never cut my hair before, right? Like. I was, I just saw you at the bar and, and so boom, right there. I'm like, okay, that's my guy. So, and marketing dude, like with haircuts, we think, okay, so when do people get their haircut? Why do people get their haircut? Or do they have a wedding? Do they have an event? Are they trying to impress somebody? Mm -hmm. So then you can go to certain areas and that's where you do your marketing and the bar. That's the best place to do it because half the people in there try to impress somebody right and they want to be fresh and i mean we've definitely uh me and my comrades down at faded we've we've done our fair share of of going out marketing and i'm never scared to ask somebody if they have a barber i'm never scared to ask somebody where they get their haircut if they have a really nice haircut i always compliment them and say your barber's your barber's good i mean like People see somebody with a tattoo and they say nice tattoo man but they don't think about the artist that did the tattoo mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i mean it's a great, I mean, it's a great marketing area. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've never even thought about that where, yeah. I mean, the bar you've got either, you know, you've got husband and wife there sometimes, but for the most part, certain bars, you're going to find a lot of single dudes, a lot of single girls. They're trying to impress her, you know, and <laughs> it just makes sense. Even the husband wife thing. Half the time a husband comes in the shop. He said his wife wants him to go get a haircut, mm -hmm. trim his beard, whatever. So, I mean thing about it is you you put out good work good quality work you mentioned earlier you know we talked about uh great clips yeah sports clips okay so that's that's quantity over quality that they figured out that they could make money off of mm -hmm. of haircuts that's why your haircut's only 10 to 15 minutes long now if you go for the quality side then you're you're, you're in the chair for you know 20 30 minutes 40 minutes depending on depending on what you're doing you get a nice haircut, hot towel, straight razor. These things take time. Oh yeah, to produce, and they're expensive. Yes, not not even the cut, just the actual like the razor. The it, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where I was going. Yeah, it's like the the clippers. The I don't even know all the terms, but those things add up. I mean, that's with a lot of businesses, but you know, like a lot of people don't don't think about that side of things. So like with us, it's a lot of. Well, you were there for two hours, but you don't see the eight to 10 hours that we're editing stuff. You know, it's like the upfront's there, but here's this, and you don't even see this side of stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure it's the same. I mean. Oh, yeah. The tools are expensive. I mean, if you want them to, to work right, and I mean, you can buy cheap tools and then your haircuts won't look as good. But if you spend the money on quality equipment, razors shavers edgers you got to change out your blades every couple months because they get dull cutting all that hair i mean mm -hmm. the busier the barber the more changing right yeah doing. that's crazy yeah and 
Yeah, speak like the quantity of people you have coming in there. I mean, I'm I'm impressed at you know, I haven't seen you know, people have still it's just it's the standard in this area, you know. It hasn't changed with the amount of people that have been there. It's always kind of remained the same as far as here we're you're getting quality. We're not trying to get you in and out, you know. They you're you're there for the experience. So, it, that's really really cool. I think what a lot of people don't, you know, necessarily see You know, from the business side, are there any like expenses, you know, people don't really think about as far as the the barber side of business that you'd be like, oh, wow, that like that makes sense. But I never even would have think of that. So so basically. You're either on commission or you're renting the booth. So I work for booth rent. OK, so like G&T. They own the shop. They own the they pay the bills. They do all that. I pay my booth rent. As long as my booth rent is in every week, I got a chair. I'm renting the chair. So my expenses will come from my booth rent and then my equipment. Okay. Which is, I mean, it's great. Now, if I was working for commission, you know, they'd take 20, 30%, whatever. I ain't working for <laughs> The best part about where I am in life right now is that I'm not working for anyone. And you're not so. tied down. You know, you, if you needed to go somewhere, if you wanted to go out west or whatever it is, you can do it. You know, that's that's pretty cool. I'd, and see, that's something I would have never even thought about is, you know, like you're there, you've got your spot. Now, outside of that, can someone else, like, could another barber come in and, you know, say, hey, I want to rent this booth? Or is, is it kind of just like there's an agreement like, you know, here's what we do? And Yeah, I mean, there's an I mean, if any barber came in and was like, I would love to work here and, you know, they'd get an interview and whatever. Hmm. They plan on expanding the shop. There's I mean, a lot of room in there that yes. is kind of just hidden. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's been it's it's been a shop for four years. So in ten years, in ten years total, I yeah, mean, that place will be off the chain, man. I mean, it takes time to build all that up. Oh yeah. And they started with the local clients, the reputation. We have people drive from Canton, Coshocton, uh, West Virginia. Pennsylvania. I mean, people, people out West, people who know the barbers want their gear. I mean, it's, it's, it's still growing. It's, it's awesome. It really is awesome. That's cool. Now, how about the, like the products and stuff? I mean, you're probably not using a ton of it, but definitely more than like some person. Do you pay for those products? Or are they just kind of in the shop? You know, like the hair gels, the sprays. The so the shop offers their own products that they get mm. from other people. But then as an individual barber, we can push our own products or whatever products we feel. Yeah. And there's so many out there that, I mean, that's kind of what I'm working on now is, is kind of getting that products are huge, man. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if say I go, I buy a bunch of product then I can sell it off my shelf and make a profit off of it. And I mean, I get all the time. What'd you put in my hair? What is this? What is this? What'd you put in my beard? So, I mean, it's definitely, that's just that's 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 just another thing about the haircut. Um, yeah. And then you have gear and then you have uh, stickers. And, mm, yeah. Um, right. The sky's the limit, man. Yeah. And that's that's definitely. Yeah. I, I That's another thing I was trying to figure out. I'm like, now I know they have products, but I don't know. Do they sell them? Does it? So that makes sense. And you're right. I mean, as someone who's renting a booth, you could what what. It, 
I don't even know if there would be a limit on it, but obviously you can do stickers. You could do anything. You could probably have your own shirts if you wanted to, right? And just I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's that that is very very cool. That's not even something I would think of. I, you know, as an outsider that's coming to get a haircut, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going in. This guy and with fade, I mean, I could kind of understand you're not getting paid like hourly by them but some people might think that where it's like okay he's he's just here he's like an employee but it's it's a lot more than that and you can there's a lot more freedom in that oh absolutely absolutely and then some people look at you know at, at a haircut as a haircut and then people like us we look at it as a piece of art i mean yeah if i spend 45 minutes on your head it's a piece of art you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean you're walking around with my name on your head and if anybody says that's a good haircut you'll feel good you might refer me Whatever. Right. If anybody said it's a bad haircut, you might not ever sit in my chair again. So, I mean, there's all these major factors in clientele. I mean, who you want to attract, you know, like I, I'm a big fan of like old school pompadours, comb overs, mm. slick backs. I'm a, I'm a slick back fan. Mullets. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's our job as barbers to, to be able to, essentially cut anybody's hair and adapt to yeah. you know what they're thinking yeah yeah that makes sense yeah that's great <laughs> i just yeah you're blowing my mind over here with all this stuff as soon as okay so you come in a barbershop you're a first timer you sit in a chair the whole time i'm caping you up and asking you how you want your hair cut and running a comb i'm i'm basically figuring out you're kind of reading them what i need to yeah. do it's a consultation so like with the comb, you, you go through, you can feel like bumps, moles. There's so much to learn. Then you have head shape that if somebody wants a certain haircut and they have a certain head shape, you have to basically cut the hair to their head shape mm. for it to look right. You want you want it to be symmetrical. I mean, dude, there's so much to it, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's what that's why I love it, man, because there, there's a lot to it we don't see that and, and it'd be the same with any It'd be the same thing with me. I mean, there's stuff that I would enjoy outside of just posting a video, you know, and it, it, people don't even think about it. And and that's a really big, big point. That's a, with a lot of things. The man hours, man, the man hours. Yeah, yeah. And now when you get in in the mornings or whatever, is it you're just in when you have a client? Like, is it if you don't have anyone till 12, are you there at 11 or are you there all? Well, with walk-ins, I guess it'd be a little different, right? Yeah, I do walk in Saturdays from 10 to 2, so I'll be there at 10. But, I mean, I, my booking, my book's open at 10. If no one's coming in until 11, then I don't come in until right. 11. I just yeah, get a little extra sleep. <laughs> that's, that's why, like with us, we'll be, you know, we don't have games till the afternoon. I still try to get up and get in here because sometimes I'll have people walk through the door. But for the most part, I'm in bed until I have to be up and, you know, and, uh, it's a little bit of everything. I know, uh, like Ethan over here, he'll he'll sleep in pretty, but he just edits. You know, like he didn't have to be up at eight a.m. to come. You know, so it makes a lot of sense. He can work till three a.m. if he wants to, and then go sleep, and then come back whenever the next day, and it's not that big of a deal. Um, outside of the barbering stuff, what are some things that are you know what what are like what are you doing on your free time? Uh, well, usually. Uh I'm on the bike, but yeah, you got a nice bike, don't you? Pre yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's part of the, that's part of the Instagram right there. We yeah, sell some of that. Uh, what do you have? It's a Harley Davidson Fat Boy Special, and I've uh, I bought it completely stock, and I trans transformed it into what I wanted it to look like, and 
I put 10,000 miles on it in eight months, mm. <laughs> which to me, it is a lot, but it wasn't enough. And then there's other people who are like, that's a lot. Right. Now, do you, you go cross country with it? You kind of go. I've never taken it. I've never ridden it out of the state yet. I just got it last year. Okay. I trailered it. Oh, yeah. Now, do you have like, and see, I, I never, I don't have a bike. I would love to get one at some point. Um, well, what's eight lug thug? Is he, he has a bike too, doesn't he? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Him, him and I, we met riding at, uh, probably, I think it was around August maybe. Is that how you met was riding? Well, so basically he came in the barbershop one day and, uh, needed a beard trim. And, you know, he was talking about the shop he used to go to and, uh, Charleston, West Virginia, and they cut Tyler Childers' hair and mm. stuff like that, you know. So he knew what he was looking for when it came to a barbershop. So I cut his beard, and a week later, I got invited to ride with these guys. So I met I met him at the gas station, and as soon as I pulled up, I seen I seen Jake, and he came up, and he was like, "Hey, man, you cut my hair," and we've been we've been kicking it since. Yeah, we put quite a few miles on the bike last year, and plan on putting more miles this year. I mean. He's a good dude. You got any spots you really like, you know, as far as riding, you know, roads, anything, different locations? Anything south of here. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been up north. I've been to Akron, Cleveland, Sandusky. It's flat, and there's a lot of traffic. But yeah. anything south of here, you can find a back road. Get into the mountains a little bit. And, it's like riding a roller coaster, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, oh, one day. One day I'll have a bike. That's I had to buy a drone first. That was, <laughs> no, nah, that's a lot cheaper than a bike. <laughs> uh, I recommend financing one. If Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Did you go through like a Harley dealership? Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to, I, I rode my first Harley in Hawaii. Okay. And. Be a good song. Fell maybe. in love with it, dude. I mean, you think like that drone following me down the beach. Down the <sighs> That'd coast, be sweet. Dude. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, I mean, I definitely fell in love with the, with the wind therapy. And, you know, once I got out and got licensed and started making some money, I, that's the first thing I did was buy a Harley. <laughs> mm. I actually bought that Harley two days before they shut our barbershop down. Oh, so that would have been, was that March then still? Yeah. yeah. So instead of panicking, I just hopped on the hog and I rode it and that's all I did. That's I cut some hair on the side. Uh huh. Yeah. But uh, I rode to Harley all summer long, and I plan on riding it uh, for the rest of my life. Oh, <laughs> oh, I couldn't imagine. When did I don't remember the when did you guys reopen after you know I know they closed it in March. Yeah, we were shut Was down it June? for sixty days, I believe fifty fifty eight sixty days something like that. Uh, so it was around the same time. But yeah, it was June. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I didn't get my hair cut for a while after after COVID. I I let it grow. That's why the top's so long. And then finally I was like, ah, I can't. Yeah, we had a lot of people calling and inboxing, you know. Did, did you have a lot of mullets after oh. that everyone got back? Was that like a thing? They're like, ah, I just let it grow. It's And it actually gave some of our clients the opportunity to grow out their hair and do something different, something that they might not have seen. Yeah, right. I mean, we're all we're all we're all used to the high and tights and you know the buzz cuts that mm -hmm. was coming out of the '90s and 2000s. But now, dude, like men's hair is like where it's it's at. a thing. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. that's and that's when I was younger. I would always just you know I just get 
I'd spike it up a little bit. It'd be about an inch, maybe an inch, you know, probably about a half an inch long. And then coming probably two years ago, I was like, eh, I let it grow out a little bit. Then I, you know, I started going to faded. And it, this is something too, I guess, going to faded versus somewhere else. You almost have like this, like, it's an experience. It's a vibe, dude. Yeah, Shop's right. Vibe, yeah. It, whereas like if I go to like super cuts or something, I'm like, uh, just same, just cut it short. And into barbershop. Yeah, you know, and the barbershop is an environment in itself. Mm-hmm. And until you get that environment, you you won't appreciate it. But once you realize, like, this is where the, this is where the gentlemen come to hang out. I mean, we, ladies come too, you know. Right. Come on in. But this is where everybody comes to hang out, get their hair cut, and then when the, you, you you turn them around and they see their haircut and they see the finished product. You see the little the little glow in their eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's why they keep coming back, man. Well, and that's what I think with faded, it's almost got this. Um, it, it's the vibe. I mean, it's definitely the vibe. It's but the vibe. you have this confidence going in there and be like, dude, I can like, I want my hair to look sweet. Like yeah, this is this has been a good one too, as far as branching out because I've done four, but for the most part, you know, I I don't hang out with all these guys all the time, but I. You know, I've been around them a lot longer, whereas, like, with you, I met you with Ryan just this year. So this is pretty cool. Um, you know, being able to branch out and see, you know, test my limits, too, versus just bringing people in that I know. And, yeah, so. The world is yours, dude, wherever you want to take it. I mean, I'm, I wholeheartedly believe in you get, you get what you put into it. You get out of it what you put into it. And, I mean, that's with anything in life, so. As far as I'm concerned, you stay motivated and uh, chase your dreams. Yeah, no, we'll keep uh, we'll keep doing that for sure. I um, so I don't know if you know how. Probably I don't know if you know too much about how we started, but um, we started basically in 2018. Um, I was in college, and I started doing this stuff um, in college. But I got so busy, I, I left. I was like, this is you know, I don't need a degree to tell myself what to do. So I started doing this. We got in here in 2019, June, I believe. And uh, you know, the rest is history, just adding new stuff every almost season with sports. But outside of that, you know, we're going to start doing the podcast. It's going to be a weekly thing. It's awesome. This is a, this is, it's this a cool is little studio. Point. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it, were you here for any of the, the studio stuff? Or no, yeah, that's your first time here. That's what you were saying when you walked in. But we did. So we had Ryan and Adam here. You know, and they played, and so I'll have to, I, I know they want to do more of those concerts. I'll definitely, I'll be inviting you, so. Oh, man. We'll I'm, see you guys down here. You can bring, here. bring the squad. I don't, we'll be socially distanced, whatever, not really, but we'll say we were, so. <laughs> oh, man. What a year, dude. Yeah. I think this year, I mean, so last year, you know, it shocked everybody type thing. And I mean, this year, I think, I, I think this year will be way better than last year. Now that we kind of know what's yeah. going on. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like 2018-19 was like, you know, we started like, I don't think people knew how good we had it. <laughs> I mean, everything was just great, you know, for the most part. But everything is great. You can go do this, go do that. You don't care. You don't think about anything. The economy was the best it's been ever, you know, and then boom, 2020 hits. And it's not a good thing, but it might help, you know, people realize, hey, it's not going to be great forever. You know, there's going to be bad. And I think this this could be our version of, 
you know, the roaring twenties, right? It starts with like this, like down. One hundred percent, dude. Yeah, and one hundred percent, dude. Just just being in the barbershop, these guys talk about, you know, this is the slow season. It's usually slow. Uh, you know, maybe some Valentine's Day cuts, but generally, you know, it's slow. Dude, we we're so busy, man. <laughs> Everybody's booked out because of the past year. People want to support local business. People want to get out. Yeah, and we're seeing that. I know you said you didn't know too much about what was going on with the stock market and everything right now. So, long story short, GameStop. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I seen um, a bunch of memes. Yeah, yeah. GameStop, American uh, Airlines, Bed Bath & Beyond, something else. For, like, the worst, like, these are failing companies kind of thing. Now, granted, American Airlines, it's just down because of COVID. But... Uh, it, People went in and bought, or so Reddit. There's people on Reddit uh, that were like, "Hey, there's these guys shorting this stock, which is basically, you know, these big hedge fund guys on Wall Street are saying GameStop's it sucks. We're gonna short it. That means they bet on the future of it being worse, basically. And so this guy on Reddit was like. We got a we got like a following, and I think GameStop's worth more. And so he's like, if we all just buy GameStop and don't sell it when it gets high, these Wall Street guys are going to lose a lot of money. And as of today or yesterday, the Wall Street hedge fund investors are down seventy billion dollars, billion. Uh, and so they're. Everyone's trying to get it back, and they're like, well, and so, like, all the trading apps are blocking sales of it. They're doing this. They're doing that. Which is illegal. Is it, illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's – so, but you got to look at it from their perspective. They could lose $70 billion, or they could lose a lawsuit for, like, $500 million. You know, for, for them, they're like, oh, we don't care. We'll, we'll send some low-level guy to jail. We don't – you know, but it's it's really crazy what's happening right now. Um this is going to be historic. Like it's already going to be historic because everyone's like, man, we're just through this pandemic. And the only people, you know, job wise that made, you know, huge gains were these hedge fund speculation guys on this, on the stock market. And I don't know how exactly it started, but basically it was just some guy. He was like, Hey, let's all buy GameStop. And then everyone's like, yeah, you know, and which GameStop was, is failing, but now their stock went from, it was like four or five bucks in like two days. It was up to $300 a share. So there's, there was guys posting on the internet. Hey, and I have $8 million. Yeah. So it, it's funny because it turned, it, it took a lot of money from these billionaire hedge fund elites, put it into the hands of literally, literally it made millionaires overnight out of regular people. And it, the app is called Robinhood. It, you know, it's like, it's just so silly. And then now they blocked it, you know, and it's like, are you really Robinhood or like, what are you? Right. And so, yeah, it's just the irony was, was interesting to me. And it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Cause I wasn't in for any, um, I know a lot of my people, a lot of my friends were asking me because in college and even like high school, I was like, guys, get Robin Hood. We need to just buy stocks. And all I was like real into it. And, but then I was like, I have a business. I, get, I need my money like so I can use it, you know? And so I didn't have really anything in it. And I heard people talking about like, man, like that'd be nice, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, uh, 
I mean, I think right now, you know, we've been talking about the age of information that's been going on, you know, since the internet. But I think now more than ever, people are paying attention and people are researching what's going on. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, is all the history books and everything that we read and all the information that we had, you know, just 20 years ago was filtered. Yeah. And now people are learning about Christopher Columbus and they're like, you know, upset about it, but it's like, this is the reality of it all. So, I mean, right. Well, and I think, I think that it'll depend. We'll see where we're at in three or four months, even a year, but I could see this event of, cause this is the first time this ever happened with, with the stock market and these, this is, you know, they literally took, they flipped a script, nearly $70 billion <laughs> from the elites and put it into the hands of normal people. And that's like, that's what we want. <laughs> you know, that's like the whole, like, that's like almost like America's like vision is like, we want the, like we want it there. And it, it's very interesting that, you know, that's GameStop was the one that did it. Basically there's other ones involved, but GameStop was like the really big one. Yeah. I seen a meme. It was, it was uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio dressed up in a, in a GameStop, uh, like <laughs> uniform, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's very weird where we're headed. I don't know. Now I think, and oh, back to, yeah, this is the point I was going to make was after this crazy, like after all this division and now everyone's here and everyone's here and we can't talk to each other because why would we talk to each other? That's stupid. That's what, they, yeah, that's what they don't want. Um, I think if this is played right, if the cards are played right by the right people, this stock market thing could be the unit, you know, Biden wants us to be unified, right? But, you know, he's yelling at pe half the country is mad at him. Half the country loves him. I don't think he's going to be the one that unifies us. I think this could be a unifying thing is, well, yeah, I'm on the left. I'm on the right. Yeah, I don't like big hedge fund people. <laughs> and you are you can see it on Twitter, too. I haven't looked too much into it. But even, you know, these Congress people on the left, on the right, they're like, this is interesting this is crazy and and they're commenting on each other stuff like let's do it together and that's the first time we've seen that in a lot like at least four years you know within the last four or so years so this you know looking back at this event that's still kind of unfolding i think this could be like the thing that like makes the country like okay you know we're not that different <laughs> we need something dude yeah it's it, separation is and I, I mean, we talk about it, and you see it on the internet more than you do in real life. You, eventually, you might see two people fist fighting in the street because one's right. on the left and one's on the right. But but the keyboard warrior mm -hmm. is a real thing, dude. These faceless people that get on the internet and stir it up. Well, and having to stay in our houses for the last X <laughs> amount of that doesn't really help. Yeah, that somebody wild. Yeah, and I think I think that contributed a little bit to this event was. People are bored. You know, they're just, mo not most, most people are back to work, but for the most part, people have just been sitting at home. Working from they, home. Yeah, you know, they can't go do anything. So they're looking at stocks. They're looking at the stock market. They just got their stimulus check. They're like, eh, you know, let's support the cause. I've got an extra 200, 300 bucks to spare. You know? smart, that's a smart thing to do with your money. I mean, generally, your money should never really be sitting in a bank account. Right. I've, I've learned that. Um, and I don't do as good as I used to do with it, but... Yeah, anyone listen? I mean, you know, the stock market on average is what, 7% a year. So 
obviously that's way better than like a savings account. Yes. Um, and then even on top of that, you know, if you really want to get risky and go crypto, talk a little bit about that with the last guy that was here. I don't know how involved you are with crypto stuff. I don't know like if you're Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 Not really. No. Yeah. It's, I used to be really into it and, for the last three or four years, I've been pretty much some, out of it. I got it. some Xbox Live coin. I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, I think, yeah, no, it's, you know, go either stock market, diversify, you can get 7% a year. Or if you really want to play it safe, there's like ETFs and all that stuff that are like. Roth, Roth, Roth is a very good one. And actually, I learned something today about Roth IRAs. You can invest in real estate with your Roth IRA. They won't tell you that. They said, you know, just buy some stock, buy this, and put some money in it. Your Roth, the money you put in, you can use that to buy property and then rent. You can put that rent back in, and that rent, once you cash it out, is tax-free. Wow. I, I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's if you wanted to get real creative with it, that's, that that's an option. And, yeah, they said, yeah, no one will ever tell you this, but you can invest in real estate with your Roth. So... <laughs> So that's something to keep in mind. I don't know if that, I'd, I'm going for my real estate license. So oh, now nice. I'm like, Very nice. you know, it gives me something to do during the day when I'm not filming games. I'm like, Very nice. that's pretty cool. So. Yeah. And then you take your, uh, your state board and your uh, national test and. Right. And then I can go. It's awesome. Sell some property while I'm in, in the Gulf. And <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Networking. I think, you know, with life, you know, you learn different trades, you learn different things and then your experience and then you relate to people and i generally believe if, if you're a kind person that show people respect it, i mean it, it speaks volumes it, it goes further than you'd think it does yeah oh yeah and you you've done a good job with that just as far as you know you've got your name out there pretty well as far as the cambridge area you know the greater cambridge area whatever you want to call it if i would have started barbering outside of high school i would have had nothing to talk about but since you know I lived a little bit of life. Mm -hmm. Now, when somebody sits in my chair, I can relate to them in in, in a lot of different ways, and that helps too. Because if I'd have just talk, been talking about you know detention and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point too. Is you've seen a lot um, as far as you know the uh, just in general, not even as far as like just places and things and all this, but that that is that a trait you see in a lot of barbers is it, the person personality of that person is that something that when shops are looking to bring guys in they're looking at okay can they connect with these guys or personality is key nobody wants to work with a jerk right sometimes you don't learn they're a jerk until a couple months couple years down the road type thing but when it comes to barbering i mean you want to attract people and if you have a good personality you can attract a lot of people and they just want to sit in your chair and talk about whatever Right. Yeah. And see with a new client, you, you'll kind of poke around. Right. Yeah. You're trying they to find don't talk then we don't have to talk, but you know, some guys come in there and they want that barbershop experience. They want to talk about the weather and the sports and, and everything in between. So, yeah. Do you have any guys that come in like group wise that are like, they'll only come in with like three or four of their buddies. And so I got, I got a lot of a lot of amazing friends out there, man. I mean, people travel. I grew up in Canton. I've had I've had several people drive down from Canton to really? get their haircut, and and some of them are on like a two to three week basis. There's a whole family that comes down and sees hmm. me. One, uh, the dad and the, and the four brothers, they all come 
and they'll 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 book appointments they'll fill up you know my morning or my afternoon or whatever and it's just great to see that support man it means a lot that helps too um i know with some of ryan's stuff and some of adam's stuff really some of our stuff too is once you can get your own community behind you and and where you're from and that's when it starts to start snowballing and, and it grows bigger than that so like even with Ryan, you know, he has all like this giant following and whatever. It's not, it's pretty big, but he, you know, for the last two years, he's been saying, he's like, I could never get Guernsey County behind, like behind my music, behind me. But now he's like, these last few years we've been, you know, we've been doing these videos. I've been back into town X every month or so. He's like, now he's like, it's really starting to like take off because my community's behind me. It's not just some fans from Florida, some fans from Georgia. He's like, now I've got this community that's sharing my content to the area. That's what you need. Yeah. And not only is it, is it sharing, getting your name, but it's, it's motivating. It's encouraging. It's humbling. Cause you know, they see potential and that's why they're interested. They want to follow you. They want to listen to you. They want you to cut their hair. They want you to video them, Hmm. interview them. Right. This is awesome. Yeah. I appreciate the invite, dude. This is cool, dude. We're going to do a lot of these. Good. Um, Good. I'd like to do, I mean, obviously the plan's once a week. I don't know if we're going to have a guest every week. Love to. So far, we've done good. We're through, got about halfway through March, and we're still booking people. But it's, I think it's going to be good for the community, um, you know, as far to as. To see the community. Yeah, hear and, the community. and hear them and see who they are as a person versus just, oh, here they are at their job. Yeah, now with, with you guys, you guys are pretty personable when, when you're in the chair but yeah you know some some jobs you know i could have people on that like they have to act a certain way when they're at their job or they have to act a certain way where they can kind of loosen up here they can come and talk about what they do and still have they can still feel a little safer versus eh, like i can't talk to you a bunch right now now you can listen to a 45 minute hour podcast with the person you know yeah it's awesome get to know them um and the other thing with, with the podcast side of stuff is I've learned, so like with our videos, you're basically, now obviously it's high school stuff and all this, but you're basically trying to reach that community. So Matterbrook, you're going to reach those people regardless. You know, they're going to see it. They're like, oh, I, I like my school. Here's my kids. Here's my, So they'll share it out. And really what you're trying to do is get more uh, than the community around it, you Di- know, diverse. You yeah. Diversity. Yeah. And with the podcast, it's going to start out a lot smaller than like, Oh, Hey, like our videos get thousands of views, but that's because their kids play or that's because, Oh, I went to school there. I want to see that this can be bigger than that, but it takes commitment to it versus the high school stuff. It, you know, you're trying to make it bigger than their community, but it's really hard to do that with just a high school sport that's like not going to the state championship every year, right? So, yeah, 100%, yeah. so with this, you know, it'll start out pretty small, but you'll have a niche group of people that like enjoy listening to this every week. You know, you're going to find your, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of business minded people that are wanting to listen to this, a lot of people that want to get to know more of the people in the community. And you're going to have a lot of, you know, there's a niche for every type of person. So, Someone that likes our podcast might not like a podcast where, you know, we're talking about real raunchy, crazy stuff. But at the same time, those people are like, your podcast boring, you know, but that's why you have a niche for it is, is you're going to build that audience that could be bigger than just your, your high school audience. It, it could be millions of people. So look at Joe Rogan, you know, I mean, that dude, now granted, he's a big comedian and everything, but 
he started just as friends. He's like, eh, I don't know, I'm bored. And, and they have a lot of content. A lot of content, a lot of money. Microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I think the more of these we end up doing, yeah, the more. Oh, 100%. You know, people go back and are like, oh, I wonder who else has been on the show. And so just being a month in, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It's been pretty cool. It is exciting. Like I said, my, my dad knew who he was. Really? Well, yeah. Before I did. Yeah, because, yeah, he's over there. And then um, oh, I just thought of someone. I couldn't remember who it was. You're, someone with the last name Yarber followed me about an hour before you got here. What, might, have, might have been my mom. What's your mom's name? Sherry. Yep. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah, well, I told her I was going to be on this podcast here, so she wanted to. See, yeah, see well, the results. Well, shout out Sherry. We, shout out Sherry. This will be out. Well, you'll you'll hear it when it's out. I guess. I yes, know. you will. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be. This will be out on. Well, clips will be on Facebook. So if people are looking for just like quick content, those will be on our Facebook page. That's kind of the the hook them in and get them into the whole thing. Um, clips will be on our Instagram, so she'll be able to see some clips there, and then the full podcast in its entirety will be on YouTube, video form, and then anywhere you can watch listen to a podcast so spotify apple right on. google i'm an apple guy a lot of the smaller ones are you know any of those are on there so apple i think we've got actually i think we have a five-star rating on apple right now nice. i think we have like five or six ratings already so that's pretty good thank you guys um and thank you for coming on oh thanks for the invite man yeah well um any closing remarks i'll see you in the barbershop yeah we'll see you in the barbershop too i'll be in there and uh before we head out make sure you guys are sharing this uh there's going to be a, we're going to have a giveaway uh, i don't know what it is yet editor caleb will cut in with whatever that is but five dollar off haircuts all you got to do is mention the podcast right yep so everyone that's listening please go get your haircut book book them i don't is it Probably just you, right? Just me. Yeah. We, we, I don't know if we can rope those other guys <laughs> into it without... They'd be like, well, all these people keep coming and saying it's $5 off, and it's... <laughs> I mean, get our name out there, man. I yeah. Mean, it's already It's already, it's already out, out there, right? But now people got, got a little more incentive to come. So mention the podcast. Um, make sure you guys are sharing this. Uh, follow it on Spotify or Apple, whatever you are listening on. That helps us out, too. Um, and yeah, hashtag OTR podcast. Thank you again for coming. It's I I enjoyed this one. It was a little, uh, it was it was under the average. So the average has been like an hour and a half. But this got me out of my comfort zone, which was like something I wanted to do. Same here, dude. Right, and so you know, not all of them have to be forever long because obviously, if you know someone for years, you're gonna have a lot to talk about. But thank you for coming. Um, I really do appreciate it. I'm sure we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff. I'll be in the shop. I'm sure I'll see it some more speakeasy sessions actually this next tuesday so I'll, I'll keep you posted okay um but yeah i'm sure we'll keep working on this here but thank you for coming yes, sir. and we'll see you guys later now get out of here